Yo, this is the regular season sports cast. This is the acquired taste. Keith in the building. Tune in. Let's go. It's Sean Lightbob Merriman, and you're listening to TRSS. Obama! This is Joe Quick. And this is Adam Falcon. We are The Takeover, and you're listening to TRSS. Enough with the suspense already! Get on with the blasted story! Welcome to Raw is... The regular season sportscast. At the launching of Turnbuckle Tabloid uh, this past week, uh, two weeks or so, um, shout out to everybody who's been downloading the episodes of Turnbuckle Tabloid. Make sure you check that out, turnbuckletabloid.com. Had some big numbers this past couple of weeks. You guys who've been catching up and listening, thank you very much for being a part of that, turnbuckletabloid.com. And uh, regular season sportscast has huge, huge numbers, man. You guys who are, are getting on board and listening, Thank you. Know, thanks for the support. You guys have been mad dope. It's, it's been it's been a fun, fun ride. You know, this week has been a culmination of what we've been doing for this show and all our other shows on RageWorks.net. It's just it's fulfilling that we, we've been able to accomplish a lot of stuff. And this week is just been this episode is the one that's going to be the one that I say was the the episode in which I was. I actually sat there and I looked at myself after it and I said, you know what? Now I know why I wanted to do this. Now I know why it, it, it's, it's in me to want to do this and help everybody else get their, their shows and do their thing when it comes to spreading our words, spreading our, our, our opinions, spreading, you know, the things that we go through on our daily basis and our daily lives and our, and share our, our thoughts, opinions and, and our passions for whatever it is that we're talking to you guys about, be it comic books, be it sports, be it daily life. You know, this is what we do as podcasters and, 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 and guys in media who, who want to, to just share everything and be a part of, of what you guys do on a daily basis. And this week was my realization. You know, this past week I had, um, I had like you guys saw in a, and heard in the previous episode, uh, I, I I was able to to reconnect with my 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 brother who I've hardly ever seen in life, my cousin, uh, my my beautiful niece, my beautiful sister in law. It was a great thing that you know you guys were able to hear on the previous episode. And on this episode, we had uh, we had the chance to have a, a conversation, have a a, a talk with uh, former NFL player Sean Merriman on this episode. It's let me tell you, I can't say that I was nervous about it, but I must say that it was one of those big, big moments for TRSS and the crew. You know, I, I, I've had a lot of uh, wrestlers. I've had a lot of comedians. I've uh, had a few uh, other individuals who walk through these doors and we come in on the phone or, or whatever it is that we conversate and, and and just kick it and it's all been fun and dandy but i for some reason this episode for me was like a, a it was an awakening 
for 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 the purpose of what we do here and not to be all preachy and shit because i could still go back to the regular goofy shit that i do anyway but it's it's still like it's one of those things that you know with all the struggles that we go through in our daily life and all the things that we have to you know we have to face the realities of of our world our societies our communities our personal lives you have to sometimes sit back and do something that you love be it you know what we do here podcasting be be play video games be watching sports be spending time with your family be playing cards you know you need to take that time and 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 put effort into enjoying yourself and doing this has not been a stress for me i enjoy doing this this is one of my one of my luxuries that i do enjoy and when you're able to enjoy it and have some some things good come out from it it makes it makes everything better, man. It makes a whole lot of sense. And then we have the real things that come in life, which I'll get to in a second. But other than that, welcome everybody to another episode of the regular season sportscast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santi. Thank you, everybody. And you can make sure you can get us on all social media outlets. You can get us on Facebook at Regular Season Sportscast, the like and the group page, as well as on Instagram. By the way, are you guys liking the new Facebook? Um, they have like the new thing where they have the stories. They all intertwine like Instagram and Facebook in all one place. People don't, people are not getting why they're doing that. And just quickly, I just want to give you guys the, 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 the quick rundown of it. It's the fact that, um, a, not everybody has Instagram. Not many people, not everybody likes Instagram and. B, you guys do know they're owned by the same person, right? Okay. Finally, Snapchat is really looking bad. It looks like it's about to go out soon. Hopefully, hopefully they don't go the way of the vine, but it looks like it's going that way. Uh, Facebook is and Instagram are really like shutting that down. Filters and all. It's crazy. But, um, once again, check it out on Instagram at regular season sports, as well as on Twitter at RWJ Santi and on YouTube at the regular season sports cast. Uh, also, so if you notice, it's all intertwined with Tropical Tabloid. I'm just having that together for a little bit until I'm able to, you know, get some, some following, let people know where else they can get us. And then I'll pretty much branch out and separate the two, you know, sooner or later. So, well, other than that, I was culminating wrestling and sports, you know, anyway. So I might as well just keep it going for a minute. But yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things that with all the highs that's been going on, and and all the things that's been happening oh before i continue big shout out to rageworks.net make sure you check everybody out on rageworks.net all podcasts all articles all contests everything that is related to your your daily hobbies and and entertainment it's all under that on that one umbrella rageworks.net it has everything you don't need to go anywhere else when everything is all there comic books video games tv shows movies daily activities um yoga instruction i don't think we have yoga instruction we should we really should though we have some portly motherfuckers in our group so we might need some kind of exercise in our systems got to put that as an activity for us but everything else is there you know call me when it's over with your girl's favorite artist josie's boy black is the new black the variant issues uh like i said trss terminal tablet it's all there you don't have to go anywhere else everything is all under one umbrella make sure you check us out there at rageworks.net so any case with my opening salvo this past couple of weeks i've been uh, preparing myself because uh I, my family we in long story short we need to move we have to move out of our apartment 
I live in New York City, and um, yeah, it, it, I, I moved into this apartment in uh, 2012. It's a nice big apartment. If you guys ever see the videos that I, I share on Instagram and such, it's a big apartment. And uh, many of you guys know, if you uh, if you're listeners, if you're new to the show, I'll explain. I have a uh, partially disabled mother. Or the, you know, I'm an only child with her. And like I said, I have you know siblings with on my father's side, but with my mother, I'm the only child. So me, it's always been me and her. And now that she's partially disabled, I help her out. And we kind of, well, generally we help each other out, but um, she's also a mutant. She has like superpowers. Like apparently like she can't see certain things, but yet she can see like gorgeous men on TV. Like it's weird. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, I think that her, her superpowers to see like fine, sexy guys on TV. I don't know. That's, yeah. that, that, that's, that's another story. But in any case, um, she's, um, you know, we, 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 we've been with each other. We, we, we've been going through the motions and trying to figure out like, um, because we, since we have to move, we have to move because my landlady, who you know pretty much has her whole family in this building. We're the only ones that's not family. We have the we have the the last apartment, and she wants to give the apartment to her daughter and her son-in-law who are just having children. Now, mind you, I understand family first. You know that's what it is. It got it is what it is. But my mind, I'm like, mm, you got you got space somewhere else too. We have basements. You can move some people around. We don't really have to go, but no problem. It's okay. I, you know, I don't want to stay where I'm not welcome anyway. You know, it's like fuck you. So in any case, uh, these days I'm in I'm apartment hunting. Like I said, live in New York City. I've been living in a certain section of, of Queens for the longest, you know, longest time, and been here since 2001. We moved already a few times, bouncing from apartments here and there because you know rent was a certain way or. Uh, we had to downsize or our family started growing. So we needed better, you know, everything happens for a reason. So in this case, I'm apartment hunting now. And this is like really the first time that me as a responsible adult. Oh my God. I know, right? It's weird. I'm actually a grown up. I, I, to this day, I don't even consider myself the age that I am. I just figure that I'm just Benjamin buttons and I'm going backwards in life. But in all honesty, it's, um, now it's my responsibility to go apartment hunting. And, you know, if anybody understands what life in New York City is when it comes to rent, it's fucking preposterous. It's unbelievable. I don't I don't have a clue how people can live with themselves and and really charge individuals the amount of rent that they do. Now people will sit there and say, well, you know, there's a cost of living, you know. No, if you own the fucking building already, you don't have to fucking go in on the rent. It's so ridiculous. It's preposterous, honestly. I, I'll give you an example. Um, for right now, where I'm living at now, I have a three bedroom, huge railroad kind of, but you know, still spacious, have enough, you know, have it on privacy, whatever. For uh, three bedrooms, sixteen fifty. Now people will still be like, damn, that's a lot. Compared to what the fuck I've been seeing, this is a steal. Now I'm going through the listings, I'm going through all the websites and such, and I'm looking at all these apartments, and especially New York City, Brooklyn, um, you know, everything is hipster, progressive, gentrification and shit. And I didn't know it was gonna hit me like this until I started apartment searching. And I said, These motherfuckers ain't they don't have a soul like this, you know. 
people say there's a space and there's a place in hell for everybody. Now, you know, the rapists, the murderers, they're all going to be in hell, you know, burning and hopefully they got gasoline drawers and fire shooting up in a bunghole, whatever the case may be. But for landowners and, and renters, uh, uh, rentees, no, I'm a rent. I'll be the renter to rentees. You motherfuckers, y'all must have, y'all must sit at the table with Satan. Y'all gonna be like, if you're not next to him, you gotta be at least like a couple of rows away from him because that's a, how, how can you live with yourself and, and tell a person that you, your, your, your rent for a one bedroom apartment is $2,300. For a one bedroom apartment, you might as well fucking, I, you you might as well mortgage your house. You might as well stop putting that. And and honestly, that looks like that's going to be my next plan after this. And because there's nothing else now. I want to stay local because you know Super Producer Selly is still in a public school out here. She has one more year left, and I don't really want to transition her too far away because I would like her to finish school with the kids that she was been in this school. Come junior high school, hey, look, we all got to branch out and do other things. We got to go. You know, she gets a little older. Maybe she'll, you know, she'll, you know, she'll travel to junior high school, whatever the case may be. Fine. I get that. That's going to happen. But as for now, I want to keep, and plus her mother and I still, we, we still live, some, you know, somewhat close to each other in the area. And we want to keep that balance as well. You know, I don't, I don't want to sit there and move to the fucking Bronx and make it all awkward and shit. No. And as of now, like, Sally's a little bit more comfortable with how the situation is. And plus, I love the neighborhood. The neighborhood is really cool. Like, it's just laid back. So now I'm over here apartment hunting and I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. And I'm downgrading. I'm going from a big three bedroom apartment to a two bedroom. And all I really want is a spacious, either spacious living room where I could put all my shit, be in my living room sets, my TVs, my game, like my gaming center and my studio equipment for the show all in one spot. That's all I care about. I don't give a fuck if I'm in a micro fucking transaction semi-cell fucking bedroom as long as i'll have enough room for my bed and a closet i don't give a shit and and selly stuff because even that i can spread around and as for my mother she same thing we live in close quarters anyway we almost we live like we're in fucking shawshank anyway so it doesn't even matter my whole time i spend in the living rooms anyway so it doesn't really matter but i just need that space and i'm looking at apartments and i'm going oh my god this is fucking robbery how do you live with yourself this is insane and then the keeper of all things at the top of the top of the things that blows my fucking mind knowing that new york city is the way it is progressive you know they they, they're they're inviting you to you know enrich our lives and our cultures and 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 mesh with each other well and make sure that we we enhance our, our love for all things all creatures and stuff i have Super engineer AJ, who's who'll be eight years old uh this year, in case you don't know, AJ's a Boston Terrier. It's my guy. That's my dude. It's my my road dog. And everywhere I'm going now, it's like they're not pet friendly. It's like, are you fucking serious? I have a partially disabled parent, uh, mother, and when I'm not here, my dog, my my little man's in them, that's her comfort. So she's not here alone. And you tell me you're not pet friendly. You're thinking that I'm bringing in like some kind of fucking Irish wolfhound or something that's mixed with a a a a, a, a pit bull and a velociraptor. It's a Boston Terrier, and everybody's oh we're not pet friendly. 
Last last time that happened, I had um I had a a, a the, the previous apartment. We had to give up our uh our 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 Foxy. Foxy was a pug, and we had to give her to a friend. And it was it was such it was a heartbreaking thing. We didn't want you know we didn't want to do it, but we had to do it because we needed you know, we needed to get the apartment. And the landlord was like, no, we you know no pet friendly. Come to find out, maybe a couple of years, about two or three years down the road in the apartment, she was allowing tenants to have pets. So it's like, what the fuck? I just gave up my, oh, oh that was so, oh, I, that, that shit still burns me to this day. But, um, yeah, man, it was, it was, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how people in New York City, guys, let me know, like, honestly, you know, hit us up on, on, on Facebook or hit me or tweet me back or whatever. Let me know how, tweet me at RWJ Santi because I really want to, um, start using that a little bit more but tweet me at uh, rwj santi and find out uh and well let me know how it is in your area because the rent like it, it's becoming scarier because you know it's become like the epicenter it's like williamsburg brooklyn everybody's been hearing about that it's like the hippie central and it, I, mind you that's where i was raised at that's where i was born in williamsburg and when i was there it was shit i lived in the projects pissy elevators smelly staircases all that fucking almost getting shot at least once a month you know, getting into beef with other projects and stuff like that was my that was heaven that was my paradise you know i kind of miss that still but in any case that was my life and i didn't see any hipster gentrification bullshit and mind you i sat there and i was like i was waiting for it because i wanted to hang out with that crowd now that they're fucking here now it's starting to get to me oh by the way my last thing before i I close out the opening album Renters are, uh, excuse me, um, landlords and owners are only asking for credit check. Why? You should only worry about whether or not I'm paying the fucking rent. That's all you should worry about. You should not even worry about whether or not I'm paying my fucking creditors, my fucking student loans. That should be none of your concern. Why the fuck do you care about my credit line? Makes no difference. Now, my, now mine is shit. Now, the reason mine is shit because A, I never really applied for credit cards. I never, I never accepted credit cards because the salaries I was making at the time wasn't, wasn't feasible. When I was a student, I never asked for it. I never really wanted it. And then by the time I got to a certain age, when I started asking for credit cards, I couldn't get one. Why? Because I never had credit. The only credit cards I'm getting now is fucking Old Navy Gap cards and GameStop. So I don't think it's your concern whether or not I'm paying my fucking, uh, madden 2017 fucking game bill like it doesn't that shit doesn't make any sense now mind you my mother was coming in with me she has decent credit it's okay so you would think that that's what you're piggybacking i'm the fucking salary owner i'm fucking breadwinning i make a decent you know for my gross pay i make a decent amount of money i might bitch about me being broke or whatever but you know if i you know handle my money a little bit better I could be able to, I could hold myself down. I could pay my rent. I could pay my light, my gas. I'm good. But motherfucker, are you serious? You asking for credit checks? Fucking difference does it make that, that I paid off my daughter's uh school outfit for Old Navy? What difference does that make? As long as you're getting your rent every month, that's all you should fucking care about. But nonetheless, I digress. That was just my opening salvo. Should have been this week's rant, but no, I got something for that later on. Once again, thank you guys for listening to me air out my, the airing of my grievances. Uh, and make sure you check us all out on, once again, at rageworks.net and rageworks.net. Got some uh, bills to pay right now. Uh, it's, um, 
It's oldie but goodie. Kind of gives you a semblance of maybe uh, something about me. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But uh, when we come back, this week's rant got some stuff to talk about, as well as our Sean Merriman interview and talking sports and shit. We'll be back in a sec. Why, look at what we have here, folks! TRSS Bits and Pieces. On the next episode of TRSS Investigates, Flash is Jay Santi, the host of the regular season sports cast, the kid from Lethal Weapon. TRSS own Dick Hertz investigates a long lasting investigation in which correlates Jay Santi as the little boy from the scene of Lethal Weapon in which he tells on his friend Alfred. This little fella that's Sonic. Hi, my name is Detective Murtaugh. What's yours? Don't tell me your name. Don't tell me your name was going to put you in jail. And you won't see your mom. No, no, no. It's all right. I'm not going to put you in jail. Come on. What's your name? Don't tell me your name, Alfred. Alfred. Rumors have circulated within the Hollywood scene that Jay Santee may or may not have been the little blonde-headed albino boy from said scene. Although there are no quick hits, Dick Hurts finds out for himself. Dick Hurts here. We're standing outside of TRSS Studios, and I gotta tell you, it, it seems so dark and quiet out here. I mean, no one has seen Jay Santi ever since we've tried to uncover this story. It seems as though that Jay does not want to reveal or deny or say anything about being the little boy from Lethal Weapon. Seems as though that he's gone underground. When we last checked in, Jay Santi had only made one comment and mention in the media. Look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really sick and tired of this nonsense. You guys have always been trying to you know, pin me to be the kid from Lethal Weapon. But I... I I mean, just because we're both like partially albino doesn't mean that it's me. I mean, come on. Does everybody fucking look alike to you people, man? Let's be honest, man. I, I, you know, I think that's racist. I think that'd be very racist. You're being racist against albinos. I mean, I know we're bloodsuckers and we probably eat newborns and we stay young and we're almost tied with our bloodlines to Dracula, but th- that's still being racist. You guys really, really need to come off that. And the National Enquirer needs to stop fucking calling me. And TMZ? Ooh, Harvey, when I get my fucking hands on you. But TRSS investigates links some ties in which the little boy from Lethal Weapon may be connected with the regular season host Jay Santee. Recently discovered was some audio and video in which a unknown Jay Santee, well before his years of hosting such a popular podcast, was circulating around Hollywood in which may lead us to believe that he is the little lethal weapon kid listen to said audio in which may tie jay santi to the unknown disappearance of said child this is an interview which occurred around circa 2000 in which possibly jay discusses his time as the lethal weapon kid man working on that set was a pain in the fucking ass yo all you had was mel gibson walking around smoking fucking camels all day and I mean, you got to be serious. You, you people sat there and talked about Mel Gibson being a racist and and, and him being like, such a, a misogynistic bastard. Let me tell you something. That Danny Glover, he's a real motherfucker. You guys got some shit to. I got some stories about Danny Glover. I seen some things. Also recorded from the interview was a backlog in which what happened to the Lethal Weapon Kid after filming was completed. 
Yeah, man, I couldn't deal with that Hollywood shit no more, man. There was nothing but booze, coke, crack, you know, hookers. I did like two lines of coke off a of hooker's ass. Man, I was only eight years old. What the fuck was I going to be doing out there doing coke off a of hooker's ass at eight years old? I should have at least been nine. The sounds of a downward spiral from an opposed Jay Santee seems to tell his tale of why he never recuperated from Hollywood. Man, I was going into clubs. Man, I was getting into the to the finest of strip joints. I'm 13 years old, I had a stack of money. People kept pointing at me. Hey, aren't you the kid from Lethal Weapon? I was like, man, fuck you, man. Don't be calling me that shit. But people recognized me, man. They let me in. You know, I was I was just getting bad bitches. I mean, bitches on top of bitches. Naomi Campbell was on my lap. Cindy Crawford. Um, I did. I mean, I did. I did some crazy things, man. I even shot a gun inside of a fucking schoolyard, man. It was real. In the same audio, Jade supposedly discusses what happened after he left Hollywood. Look, man, I had to take some time off, man. You know how it is, man, for real. Like, you know, you just got to clear your mind, you know, had to get away from driving the Maseratis. I'm 15 years old with a Maserati. What 15 year old has a Maserati? A fucking Maserati. Some 15 year olds can't even spell Maserati. Can you even say Maserati? Say it five times fast. Maserati, 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 Maserati. Yeah, that, no, people can't do that shit. More details unfold on how Jay Santee dealt with his separation from Hollywood. So, I, you know, I ended up going away. I went overseas, went to Thailand, went to Bangkok, fucked around with some bitches. But then I found out a lot of them got dicks. So I, I left there. That, that shit was crazy. I, 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 if I ever see another chick with a dick, it ain't really a chick with a dick, actually. It's a man with tits. That's what I call it. But in any case, I ended up going around and becoming a part of the Dalai Lama circle. You know, I was out there. I went to uh, Bucharest because I just would always tell people that I went to Bucharest. That shit is cool to say. You in the conversation, be like, hey, you ever been to Bucharest? I'd be like, fuck yeah, I've been to Bucharest. And Jay finally gives us a glimpse and a hint of a future of what may become of the said supposed podcast star. So I, I, it just became a thing, man. I couldn't even deal with the limelight no more. I said, fuck it. I can't be in front of the cameras, man. Cameras is crazy. You know, you got, you got a lot of shit that goes on. People always want to be in front of you. I had to punch like paparazzi in the nose four or five times. I said, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm going to do like ghost face from Wu-Tang and just fall back. Maybe just let my voice be heard. Let me just be, you know, known for my voice. I don't need to be in the spotlight. Maybe I could do stuff. You know, maybe to, you know, you know what I like? I like sports. Maybe I should talk sports and maybe wrestling. I hope there'll be an outlet for me to do that one day because, you know, this being 2000 and all, we ain't got a lot of outlets like that to be you know, expressing ourselves that way. So, is Jay Santee the lethal weapon kid? We'll find out in our next episode of TRSS Investigates. I'm telling you right now, if I hear one more motherfucker ask me to say the line, say the line, Jay, say the line, I swear, I'm going to air out this fucking place. I'm telling you, I'm not going to sit there and say, don't tell him your name, Alfred. Alfred, fuck you. I'm airing this place out. Fuck you. I'm not that kid. All residual checks you can send to TRSS Studios. Jay Santee, Lead the Weapon Kid, TRSS Studios. It's not me. TRSS Investigates is brought to you by the regular season sportscast. Yo, it's your boy, TRS New Superstar, signing, wrap up the year. This is what we're doing here. This is your guy, Fashion. And you're here listening to the regular season sportscast. This week's rant. There's been a lot of talk 
these past few weeks, couple of weeks about the situation of quarterback Colin Kaepernick and many people are feeling that there's a there's a stigma against him due to his stance on, you know, you know, his political stance and his 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 feel his feelings against society and such. We we've heard your stories already. We know what it's all about. And um right now there's been an, an outcry deeming that the NFL is blackballing him for his stance. Uh there's even been talk, uh an outcry from leaders and such and individuals such as Spike Lee who said that the NFL is really holding him down. Now, in my opinion, everything is relative, but I'm also thinking that everything is 50-50 on this. You know, I don't think it's so black and white, probably a poor choice of words, but I don't think everything is as black and white as everybody deems it to be. For example, fine. He, you know, the, 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 they, they made a big stink in my opinion over something that it was just something that the, the man was voicing his opinion about you know they, everybody was saying that he was bringing unwarranted attention to his team and such in all honesty he was bringing attention to his team because his team was shit this year anyway but he still was able to produce now he hasn't been producing the numbers in which he did you know in the past his numbers have declined a little bit but i want you to take into consideration what he had to deal with he only he played in uh he played in twelve games, started eleven. He had a completion rating of fifty nine point two, which is not great. But you also got to look at the receiving cores he had. His highest that he had in percentage wise was in two thousand twelve, in which he was a uh, sixty two point four. He threw for two thousand two hundred forty eight yard forty one yards this year, which is pretty decent for a guy who only played eleven. You know, started eleven games. His highest was in 2014 where he threw for just under 3,400 yards and he played 16 games that season. So he pretty much was on pace for that this year. Um, scored 16 touchdowns this year. His highest was 21 in 2013 and he had a quarterback rating of 90.7. Okay. Not, not great numbers, but not numbers not to sneeze at either. He had pretty decent numbers. Now everybody's talking about, well, Look at guys that didn't play well last year and they still giving him, you know, giving them opportunities like uh, Josh McDowell and stuff like that. You got to understand something as well when it comes to this. When Colin Kaepernick comes into your system, he's not coming in as a starter. This year, uh, there's not many places that need a quarterback. You know, everybody says, well, you know, you got maybe, um, you got maybe Cleveland that's always having a, a revolving door of quarterbacks there. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Buffalo, you know, he could probably be up there, you know, something of that magnitude or whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's iffy. But when you're coming in for in his state, there's not much starting position, like starting jobs left. Even the draft class this year for quarterbacks. I don't see a lot of guys starting right out the gate. A lot of these guys are going to be sitting in the pine, studying playbooks and, 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 you know, getting to learn the system. It's not, you know, there's not, there's not a, there's pretty much not a star brand out there. You know, people could debate that, but you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not, I won't be surprised if I don't see any of the, you know, QBs coming out of, of college this year starting on any teams, unless, you know, there's a big injury that occurs. Uh, Sands, Dallas Cowboys. 
I think what this is is just a waiting game. This is basically just and probably making him sweat. And I don't even think they're making him sweat. I think they're just basically waiting to see what you know what's going to happen in the draft, and teams will pick him up. I I won't be surprised if San Francisco picks him up again. I will not be surprised. I won't I won't be surprised if Cleveland picks him up. I wouldn't be surprised if uh depending on how the depth chart is going in um although they are saying that Teddy Bridgewater is throwing, but you know, Minnesota might need a backup there or or some hell, I could even see him go to maybe a Philly. Who knows? Philly don't care. As long as they as long as they find somebody who's gonna win. Hell, even better. The Jets can take him. Really. I mean I mean, let's be real here. There's 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 the opportunities are gonna be there. They, I don't see they let they met Michael Vick back in the game. This guy was in jail. They let him back in the game. You know, they were ready to let Greg Hardy back in the game until he got this dumb shit again. They're about to allow, you know, um, uh, Josh Gordon's about to make his way back in. Hell, you know, Johnny Manziel is talking with the Saints possibly. Sean Payne's probably getting in his ear to help him out. People tend to forget fans and the NFL are forgiving. They, you know, they might wait a little while. They might see what, what, what the forecast looks like in the quarterback slots for this year. But he's still young and he's still able to put something together if you put him in the right system. So I would not see him being on the sideline for so long, pun intended. Also, I must commend him for the stuff that he's been doing, you know, with his, his, uh, his relief funds and, and, and his contributions to making our world a better place. But, you know, for some of you motherfuckers out there and in the media who are just saying that he's only doing this for publicity, oh, there's a certain place in hell for you as well. And it's right next to the landlords uh, of New York City because that's just atrocious. Jesus. All right, guys. Once again, check us out at all social media outlets on Facebook, Regular Season Sportscast. Join a like in the group page as well as on Instagram at Regular Season Sports. Check us out on the Twitter at RWJ Santee and as well as on YouTube, Regular Season Sportscast. When we come back, big, big interview with Sean Merriman. Just make sure you listen to Keith in this interview because this was like his first big. Well, this is first. I think this was actually his first initial. I know he did his interview with his with 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 his friends for the soccer segment, which is great. But I think this was his first big interview. So uh, listen to him. He did a good job. Did a good job. But you could tell he was like really excited. <laughs> so when we come back, Sean Merriman interview. Uh, check us out. We'll be back. Oye, este es el Regular Season de la Regular Season Sportscast, ya tú sabes, yo soy Keith, vamos. Nah. TRSS, the interview. Phone checker, swinging sword lecture, closing down the sector, supreme neck protector. Better want him, kid, Mr. Metha. Falling pop, pop the blood with lead from the pressure. Too hot for TV, for sheezy. Too many. So, what's going on, man? How's everything? Everything's good, man. We um, got a bunch of good good stuff moving. I'm, I'm just excited. Yeah, listen, I, 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 you're, I, from what I've like been reading up on you right now, you had like such a tremendous career going on. Now you're dabbing into NASCAR. Does everything correlate with helmets? Like, <laughs> I mean, how does that work? <laughs> uh, you know what it is, man. I, I'm just having, um, I, I'm having fun just building something what I kind of had a mindset for a long time ago. You know, since I was a kid and 
and even got the nickname Lights Out in the first place. Yeah, I heard about that. That's uh, three knockouts in the game, huh? <laughs> four. 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 Oh, excuse us. Don't take away my extra one. You know, and, and kind of building out a dream, man, and, and uh, you know, dabbling in the things I really have a passion, a passion for and I love doing. Uh, that's really the main thing. All right, so NASCAR was the thing. I, I I can't really picture a young kid from Maryland like I didn't. I I, I can't see NASCAR as a big thing out there. Yeah, because you know what, we were we didn't have the opportunity. You know, we didn't have the opportunity to have the exposure. I mean, NASCAR is a great sport, and um, you know, eleven or twelve year old Sean Merriman to come from a place where I came from to be experienced and, and uh, have the opportunity to be exposed to NASCAR would would have. Probably impact the way I looked at a race car driving as a kid. So, uh, you know, hopefully I can just kind of be used as a as a, a place to bridge the gap, um, right? To get you know more kids maybe from where I came from in Prince George County, Maryland, to get exposed to it. That, that, I mean, that's an amazing thing, Sean. Uh, this is Keith here. I want to I want to just break away from it for one second. How do you feel more as as a minority in in, in a more prominent white sport as NASCAR? How do you how do you bring more minorities into it, especially a youth, and 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 and, and to bring more empowerment to a sport such as NASCAR? Well, you know, for one, NASCAR is already is already a great sport, it's right? The the, um, the eyes and the demographic of where, right? Uh, even young black kids even have a capability of going to a NASCAR race. I mean, we we you know I come from underprivileged. A predominantly black background and neighborhood, right? And we just didn't have the access to even go to an event. That just wasn't even possible, right? I grew up watching NASCAR. I knew who you know uh, Jimmy Johnson was. I knew who Dale Earnhardt was. I knew who uh, Jeff Gordon was. I knew I knew the big names, but I didn't know too much about the sport other than watching on TV. In 2008, when I had the capabilities of, of going and being a grand marshal of the Sprint Cup in Fontana. It opened my eyes about up about the sport. I mean, that's, and, and that's, I couldn't explain the excitement of what goes on there until I went to an actual event. Yeah, I could totally understand that. See, me, I grew up also in a minority background. I grew up with a lot of Hispanics, a lot of African Americans, and our thing was, you know, NASCAR was so far away from our demographic that we, you know, the only time we got around NASCAR was when we were trying to watch top ten plays, Sean Merriman sacking a quarterback on ESPN. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah, that that was like. The only outlet we had, you know, nobody, nobody, I'll keep it honest. Nobody in like our rural communities would come up to us and say, Hey, did you see that race? And yeah, the only race we knew was, uh, people racing for pink slips. That's the only thing we knew about in our neighborhood. You know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's honestly really honorable for an NFL guy and, 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 and a very good NFL guy, well known on top of that after his career to get into something like this. Do you miss the game, Sean? You know what? I, I, you you missed the game because you missed the locker room. You missed the competition. Um, after the first year, you, you don't miss the game as much on the physical standpoint. Uh, the, the first year is the toughest because you got that transition right. time, um, and you're trying to figure out what. Okay, what do I want to do next? What do I love just as much as I love playing football? What else do I love? And once you find find that out, and once you figure that out, and what you love to do. Then it's easier getting detached from the game. Right. You know uh, what? That first year, man, let me tell you this. Tough. Yeah. When that regiment is on and you're not waking up at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, you're going to work out, you got meetings, you got practice. When that regiment is on for the first time since you've been, in my case, 10 years old when I was playing, when that regiment is on, you're like, man, uh, well, you know, what do I do now? 
And then once what it was it lights out for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I went lights out, man, and that's what happened. It was you know, and, and, and for me I just everything I started to do because I had this drive, right? So, you know, the same kind of Good play on words. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you use it somewhere else. It's like, man, I I found this other thing that, that got me, you know, ramped up to go play the Patriots or ramped up to go play the Colts. I started using that in like wow. And that's kind of really what it became. It became something else that I was passionate about. You know what, Sean? That's amazing. But you know what, we didn't do you enough justice, Sean. And I know you're passionate about NASCAR. But you know what? We were passionate about you, the lights out Sean Merriman. I just have to let everybody know, this is a three-time Pro Bowler. A man who was drafted 12th overall in the 2005 NFL Draft. 2005 NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. 257 combined total tackles. 45 and a half career total sacks. He led the league in 2006 in sacks. Eight force fumbles. And you missed the league after the first year, Sean? I mean, you were a good player, man. Yeah, I was, I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I guess you're being coy. It's fine. I, I, I did my thing. Is, I guess what the biggest thing was, uh, the big take of that is, uh, I, you know, I accomplished something in the field. It's something I, I really love doing. And it is very hard to replace uh you know, the, the feeling you have of running out to a, a stadium filled with 75,000 people and they're screaming at the top of their lungs. Right. And you got millions of people watching. And sometimes on Sunday night, Monday night football, you're the only show in town. So now millions and millions of people are watching you. I could only uh, imagine, It's man. hard to replace that feeling. And when you find that next thing that gives you that same type of feeling, you've won. And I feel like I've won by building this, by building this company and building out these teams in MMA and and uh, racing and, and different, you know, different sports. Speaking of which, you, you, you uh, it, it, I'm happy that you brought up the MMA because there's two things. Number one, I'm a big wrestling fan. I saw when you, 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 uh, you went out there for the WWE perform performance center. How was that? It was incredible, man. Um, and it was around the same time they were launching the WWE network. So I was starting out and uh, broadcasting for them. I mean, for WrestleMania alone, uh, when I did it in New Orleans, it was, it was. You know, imagine growing up as a wrestling fan your whole entire life. Now you're broadcasting and hosting the WrestleMania or and the Mikey Campbell's in your face and you're hosting. Guys, I couldn't even tell you the experience it was <laughs> for me to be a part of that. And then I already told them that, you know, I was going to play in a wrestling and I went down there to Orlando where they're, um, they're a great facility, state off training facility in Orlando for WWE. And um, it was it was amazing to even try it, to go out and try out. And uh, it, it, it was great all the way around, man. I mean, I, I grew up a fan. Most most nerve wracking uh, opening day rookie training camp or trying out for the WWE Performance Center. You know who you know who was was trying me out. Let me tell you, two people was in the facility while I was working out for the WWE. You had Dusty Rhodes, wow. and Billy Billy Gunn. I would Ooh. say they don't get no more uh, nerve. No, those are bright lights in itself. Hey, yeah, playing football, I can go out and tackle and hit anybody. I can do that. That's what I do. But going in and you got Billy Gunn and Dusty Rose and they're training you, that's a whole different ballgame. Well, you know, I could I could imagine the nerves for that, Sean. Now, it's funny that we're in the time that we're in now, late March coming towards April. There's a lot of kids right now who are feeling those nerves in college headed to the transition to the NFL. They're going to be walking on that stage with Roger Goodell. 
How was that process for you when you were in the, the whole process of going from the combine and going to your pro day and then being selected on draft day? You know what? It was a uh, it was an experience that um, you wait your whole life for, mm. right? I mean, when you're a kid, you dream of playing in the NFL, and then you play through high school, and you have to still go to college. And now you go to whatever college you went to, and now you get to the ultimate stage. But then you get to that big stage, there's these, uh, the process, what I call the process, and that's the combine, that's the picking of your agents, that's the waiting around and going to visit teams. That's the process that you, you go through. Mm-hmm. And then that final stage of getting to your dream is hearing your name called on draft day. And that's when it all hits you. And that, that feeling you can't even explain. I mean, that 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 alone in itself is is just a blessing. And another blessing is you were playing in an era where we had the Peytons. We still have, but we had the Tom Brady's. You played alongside Drew Brees. That was your guy. Then you had Phillip. What was what was it like for for the, a defensive end edge guy like you to to, to 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 prepare himself the week leading up to go against one of these quarterbacks? It was uh. You know, they tell you that football is is uh, a game of knowledge, but it's really a game of chess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really you you playing you playing these guys who are uh, not only great players, but they're legendary. These are Hall of Fame guys. Who I was seeing Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees. Who I played with, I played with Philip Rivers. You know, just the mindset you have to go on week by week because you're not playing against the team. You're playing against the minds of people who are uh, who are Hall of Famers who. You had to prepare for, and you had to, uh, you know, spend your entire weekend knowing uh, certain calls and audibles and, and body language and formations and things like that. So you, it was a total preparation. That that's the part of the game that I, I would say I missed the most. And I mean, I could only imagine on top of being a defender, being the leader of a defense, playing the position you played. The one thing that that, that I want to ask you, being that you were in the middle of that, is. Now in the NFL, when you got guys like me who sit on their couch for, for, for 10 hours on a Sunday, I look at a, a younger Sean Merriman and, and he's going out there putting everything he's got to go get that quarterback and he makes the right play. And every five minutes, Sean, I see a flag. You can't even breathe on these guys. Could you play in this era, Sean? Like, cause it, it, it kills me, Sean. You, you know what? Um, the game has changed. I, you know, a lot of people want to say, yeah, the game is soft or things like that, but the game has changed. Uh, you know, they're, they're throwing the ball 70-something percent of the time now. Right. Uh, they come out in these wide set formations. They want to throw, touch, throw touchdowns. They want to, you know, appease the fans, and that's what is really about. You know, fans love points. Um, you have to be able to change with times because if not, you're just not going to enjoy the game. If you Look at the game, you're saying, oh, you know, they're calling this, they're calling that, you know, oh, they're celebrating this, and they're taking away, you know, you, you, you're going to have more time complaining about how much they change the game uh, as opposed to really just enjoying it. Uh, so I, I don't like some of the rules. I don't like, you know, some of the anti-celebration uh, things that they're kind of putting in place, um, you know, but at the same time, it, it's still football, and they're still right. hard-hitting. You know, you see guys getting their – you know, they're getting lit up. We can mm-hmm. out. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's still football. You still got a lot of games. You know, just 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 to piggyback off that, I know you didn't like – I know you don't like seeing how, how the times have changed, especially for a defensive guy. I totally get it. The NFL is going to change no matter what. We get it. But we're talking about to the point where these guys are getting hurt constantly. 
the, the schedules might get longer. The, the ruggedness, injuries happen all the time. How can these players continue with the demand that the NFL is bringing on them? Oh, uh, well, they, well, they're they're making they're making steps. It's not like they're not doing anything. They are making steps to make the game safer. The problem is, is that you don't want to take away too much of the game. What why people love in the first place? Uh, football is a barbaric, violent, gladiator sport, and that's why people line up every Sunday, and the line is wrapped around the stadium to get in the park to get in the uh, stadium. Because people just love the game. They love these guys who are six five and six. Big, you know, 350 pound linemen and freaks of nature who are also athletic. Um, we love that part of the game. We're just trying to keep they're trying to keep players safe as possible in the meantime. Speaking of barbaric, MMA. This is, I mean, I, I, I see a guy like you. You have the look. You have the the, the build. The you know, are you really uh, like? I saw that you you had like attempts to go in and out. Is there something in the future that possibly that you may look back into going back into it? Yeah, look, I, I, I'm still in shape, and great physical shape. And I go and I, I get in there and roll around with these guys, and I go and train um, all the time. It's something I actually love to do. I have a passion to do it. Um, is it possible I get in the case? Absolutely. It's not, you know, it, it, it can very possibly happen. Um, but that's a, that's a Scott Coker question over there at Bellator. So is that something that, that can happen? Oh, at Bellator. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. Very interesting. There's some competition in there, man. Just Sean, you, you, you. I'm telling you, you must, you must be ready to get in there. Hey, he's lights out, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, well, look, I've been, I've been competing my whole life, so competition is not, not new to me. Yeah, let me tell you because I, you know, myself, you know, I would get in the cage, but you know, you know, I've been in Vietnam and I got a bum leg from you know when I <laughs> when I was out there doing my thing, but you know. I like guys like you going there and do the war, do do the battling in that ring, do that cage. You do that. Yeah, yeah. When you go in that cage and it closes, it's, just, it's a different beast. There's no timeout. <laughs> <There's> no, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't look you for know, your teammate for that one. Like that. That, when that cage closes, that, that's it. Were you a fighter when you was growing up? Were you, you know, down in Maryland? Were you out there scrapping? Uh yeah, man. I mean, you know, that's the way the neighborhood was. We had to. Uh, you know, you had to defend yourself, and we come from the neighborhood, and you don't back down, and you got to fight for, um, for everything. Really, that's that's really what it was. And you know, times have changed, and fortunately, times have changed because you know things don't have to be like they were. Uh, when I was coming up, and where I grew up at PG County, we had to throw down, and that's just kind of how it was. Yeah, because we we are we we are here in Brooklyn, New York, man. So we already we we know we know what the grind is out here. We, we know, know what it is. We know how to out. get. Yeah, but uh, I know I, we don't want to take too much of your time because we know it, it, it's 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 you. You're a busy man. We see you out there doing what it is, what you do. But you know, I see you out there. You you joined up with Jesse uh, uh, Iwuji. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah, yeah. Driver. Uh, wow, he got he's got a resume on him, man. He's a he's a stock car racer, also in the U- United States Navy. How you guys linked up? Yeah, we met uh, at a fashion event. I was having downtown Los Angeles for Lights Out for my company, and like, we got introduced. And, you know, I just found out all the great things he had going on and, like, all the things you just named. And just, he's just all around just great dude. I mean, I, I, you can't even say anything better than that. He's just an all around great guy. And him uh, supporting and uh, representing the brand has just been great. And we're looking to see some great things out of him and NASCAR. No, let me tell you, I, I when, when, when you think, NASCAR, not a lot of people will correlate, you know, football, but you know, you see a lot of guys who are who are going in, in into that realm because 
it's still competitive. There's still bang, bang action. You still got things going on there. And, uh, it, things could be, you know, at any moment, it could be lights out. You saw what I did there, right? You saw, you saw what I did there? I like that. I like that. Quick, <laughs> that quick jab in there. Make sure you get that lights out in there. Listen, you know, if you want, if you want, you could, you could send some swag over here. We'll, we'll rep it on the show, the, the regular season sportscast. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll rock it. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll cop the hat. We get we get the shirts going. We can flow. Listen, we'll start doing the, the celebration with you. We're going to get that done. Yeah, we don't want to take too much of your time, man. But once again, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, Sean, it was great for you to stop in and talk to us, man. If anything else you want to plug, uh, your social media, just let it out there. We'll do all the rest and we'll plug the, the NASCAR scene and everything for you afterwards. But, you know, everything else, you could you let it rip. That's it. Uh, follow me at tw- on Twitter at Sean Merriman. Follow the company at Lifestyle Brand on Twitter and on Instagram as well. So I appreciate you guys, man, having me on. Seriously. Oh, man. That was All right, dope, man. man. Stay blessed and healthy, Sean. All right, cool. You got it. Thank you. Once again, I want to thank Sean Merriman for stopping by, taking his time out of his busy day to sit down with us at TRSS. Check him out at the KNM Pro Series, Wes. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It, it seems like people are still got that fire in them to, to, Get the adrenaline going, the, the excitement. You got the NASCAR series. Uh, he's, he linked up with Jesse Ouija, who's going to be his driver for the number 36 car. Check him out. Uh, also, check out the Lights Out clothing line. It's out there. You guys hit him up on all his social media outlets on Twitter. And uh, everything's Sean Merriman, man. Once again, I want to thank him for, for taking his time out to be here at TRSS. When we come back, talking sports and shit. Still gonna get it on. Still got the, the the whole nervousness in me. Oh man, we had a former NFL linebacker in the building. Ooh! All right, guys, when we come back, talk sports and shit. Check you guys out in a minute. This is TNA Superstar EC3, and you are listening to TRSS. Keep the acquired taste. This week we can open it up with Keith the Acquired Taste. You're ready. His segment. Of course, during this segment, you already know this. This young fine gentleman. He's Aww. single, ladies. Aww. Has Aww. a lot on his mind. All you gotta do is slide into the DM. No, no, no. Slide into my story. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's you, the you, new way. Do you like the mixing of your social medias? What do you mean? Like in terms of me with other women? Of course. No, I'm talking about with. Uh, your social media is all clashing now, becoming I don't, one. I mean, I guess I, I don't know. I guess it was unnecessary. I guess, but you told me that they own Instagram, whatever. Right. I, I get it. You was even surprised that I had a Facebook beta. That's like, what the f- I, I guess where's the controller for that? Like, no, <laughs> but, no, because I'm a tester, so I didn't know that. that was fucking yeah, cool. so I saw it. Like I did the I did the early rollouts, and right. even I was telling uh, Josie's boy, call me when it's over dot com. I was telling Josie's boy, um. Uh, Yo, they're doing this. He goes, ah, I haven't seen it yet. I said, oh, I must, it must be because I'm on the beta. And then it finally rolled out. I was like, oh, well, you know what? Snapchat and Instagram had sex and, uh, Facebook <laughs> is the father of everything. That's, it's, it's the whole thing. It's the birth. <laughs> so we're here with the acquired taste. Keith got a lot going on. What's uh, up? Yeah. Make sure you guys check us out. Uh, we, we got a big, big 
uh, a mock draft coming up soon. Yes, we do. Me yeah. and you, you know what I'm saying? We're back at it, baby. Yeah, this time we're going to do it on this uh, on on this episode because I think we we got a lot of filler here for that. So we're going to do it here. Nothing separate. We're going to keep it popping on that. Uh also, this episode we just did our interview with Sean Merriman, man. I was about to ask you. I was like, you know, how do we top that, man? No, there's a lot coming down, man. Just, yeah. I, I forgot to tell you. We, ever since that, ever since we were connected with that interview, there, there's um. You know, before we dive into um the interview, mm-hmm. you know, should we let our beautiful fan base know what was happening leading up to the interview? Uh, the fact that I was rubbing myself with Crisco and baby <laughs> oil before that. No, should we? No. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, like, no, no. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. How it all turned out. I mean, that'll be a great story. One the day. fact that you had anxiety levels. I was uh, fine. You were like, I was fine. Yeah, yeah. It was hot in here. His anxiety levels is at nine thousand. How about how about the cameo from your dog from AJ? Oh man, they, I, that'll be a, that'll be a great story. One no, day. I edited that shit out. That, guy, <laughs> <laughs> that shit was Gandhi. And my guy Maddie, yeah. Met fan Matt in the building. Yeah, we got we got we got rid of that shit. That early. was pretty awesome though. I, it, we, we were pretty blessed. Once again, make great, sure you yeah. check out lightsout.com. Sean Merriman at Sean Merriman on Twitter and as well as on Instagram. Check him out. He's in the get your NASCAR up, yeah. Yeah, car thirty six, man. Make sure you guys support him, Sean Marion, man. Thanks for once again. Thanks for being awesome. on TRSS. So we got the acquired taste in the building, Woo! the key. So the floor is yours, gentlemen. You, you, this is for you. Well, you know, I, I've been working on the football stuff, and I've been, you know, sitting there, and I've been you know, putting, you know, a lot of things together for the show, and you know, you know, we've been conversing a lot, and. You know, I sat there and I've been I've been keeping an eye on like a lot of things, you know, Stephen A. I've been keeping my eye on Colin Coward, who I love. And I've been keeping my eye on, you know, uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon on Undisputed. By the way, shout out to Joy Taylor Talk, Joy Taylor at Instagram, Joy Taylor Talk. She wrote to me this week. I just want everybody to know that she wrote to me twice. Also today, by the way. And yeah, if you don't know who she is, you ain't shit. But anyways, listen. So everywhere, everywhere I keep looking, right, I just I just noticed that uh, all I keep seeing is. It feels like they're just trying to make a story out of nothing with Colin Kaepernick, bro. I just spoke about that. Jesus on, uh, uh, for um, freaking Christ, bro. The beginning bro. of the episode, I just talked about that on this week's rant. But ahead, I want to hear your take on it. Oh, well. oh, here's my fucking take because this is, re- you know, it, it, it kills me. That feels like I feel like the media at times they, they they really, really, really sometimes don't know what to talk about, so they try and make something out of nothing. And I feel like they try to fabricate something that it doesn't even exist. I honestly, honestly, deep, deep down feel that most of these teams don't want Colin Kaepernick because they, he sucks. But, I find him to absolutely suck. And then, you know what kills me? This is the thing that kills me. I heard, I heard Michael Bennett from the Seattle Seahawks defensive lineman actually, actually, honestly, you can see it on his face say, well, he's a good quarterback. He went to the Super Bowl. He did this. He did that. How long ago was that? The components of that quarterback then is nothing compared to the quarterback that's present. Forget about the kneeling. Forget about the political stance. Forget about all the great things that Colin Kaepernick has tried to stand for because I love what he stands for. The football player is terrible. The football player absolutely does not belong on a football field. And the thing that kills me is that he can be a good backup, but he is choosing not to be a backup. You want to hear some of his stats? No, <laughs> absolutely not. I don't think the fans were, but God, absolutely God. His best year throwing, he threw for uh, three thousand three hundred sixty nine yards. And that, and that, that in, t- in today's NFL, that's low. That's in two thousand fourteen. Okay, he threw in the same year. He threw nineteen uh, nineteen touchdowns that year. Didn't even break twenty. He had uh, ten interceptions that year. 
Uh, you know, that's a, not far off from like a Geno Smith year, honestly. He had a quarterback rating of 86.4. That's not so bad. 86 is not so bad. Started all 16 games. In 2016. Oh, by the way, let's not forget that defense was long, was, was killing it. That's right. San Francisco defense. In 2016, he threw for 2,241 yards. Regressing. But he only played 11 games. Okay. So that's, he, start, so he that's, started 11 so games. So he, he missed, uh, six games then. I know he started. He he missed uh, five games. He missed five games. He played twelve, he but he started games. eleven. So you could say five. Well, he probably was he probably was injured for one, but still threw for sixteen touchdowns and only four inter- uh, four interceptions. Again, uh, heavy run, strong defense. Okay, ratings and uh, his his quarterback rating was ninety point seven last year. So that was that was that was that was not last year. That was the 25th. no, that's two thousand sixteen. Really? Yeah, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, but still, I, I even with that, I. I you know, I I know I had a pause right there, because it's the, still good. It's still decent numbers. But here's me, hear me out though. Like, okay, fine, perfect example. You just gave me those numbers right now, and right now, what we're in, we're in March, almost April, and right. there's, there's no TV on with football and playing. Right. I've watched them play. There's times where numbers can misle- be misleading. Numbers can tell two different stories. I'm almost positive, even with that quarterback rating, with 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 those those least amount of interceptions, whatever. I can even almost guarantee. That the, the 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 49ers probably were ranked probably 30th in offense. Almost. Most likely. Guaranteed. Most it. likely. And you know what? When his his best years, he was scaled back as a quarterback because of that amazing defense, because of the heavy run game, and because of your boy, Harbaugh. Right. Harbaugh is the reason he's even in the NFL. Right. Harbaugh saw him and found him. So Harbaugh drafted him. Harbaugh said, yo, Alex Smith, this is not... This is not how we're going to do things. You're not running the offense I want. And he went out and got Cal- Colin Kaepernick, and he made him what he was. And, all right, granted, the political stuff, I maybe it might rub some feathers. Maybe it might not. But you know what? The NFL always has something like this. You got the, 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 the weed issue. You got the concussion issue. You got a racial barrier issue. There's always something with the NFL that even the GMs, to some point, they, they accept. You got a guy like Joe Mixon in the draft. Who, 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 who absolutely knocked out a woman, completely knocked out a woman. He's going to get drafted to a team, guys. You think so? A lot of teams oh, are saying that they're pulling, well. Red, he's getting drafted. The guy's amazing. Is it going to, is that, what, 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 when, where do you think on, on Joe Mixon uh, will probably, are they going to, are they going to shade him and bring him down? They might shade him. I say Joe Mixon will be a round three pick. And that's very good for him with what happened. Right. But guys, Greg Hardy played in the NFL after he threw his girl on a, on a bed full of AK 47s. Right. I mean, well, what kind of shit is that? Like, Colin Kaepernick is not a good talent. Look, Jay Cutler does not have a team right now because Jay Cutler is moody. Jay Cutler does not want to win. Jay Cutler does not put in the extra hours. Jay Cutler does not exude what a quarterback should be after how many years he's been in the league. And Jay Cutler is a better thrower of the football than Colin Kaepernick. Don't. I, there's no way that Colin Kaepernick is better than Jay Cutler. Absolutely not. You're just talking about the pure throwing of the football. Jay Cutler is up there in terms of just throwing the ball, but he's a horrible leader of men. Colin Kaepernick is just a bad quarterback. I think Colin Kaepernick uh, will be a good... Imagine Colin Kaepernick uh, backing up Russell Wilson. That's a great fit, but he doesn't want to be a backup, right? That's the problem I have with him. You're not... St- you're. Red, let's we can go down a list of starting quarterbacks, Red, and honestly sit here and say there's about twenty quarterbacks I'd take over him. There's thirty two teams, but I'm almost positive there's ten franchises that are so trash that even he won't be enough for them. Because those ten franchises, even though being so trash, they'd rather go draft a quarterback. Would they not? 
I said that um, although his numbers are okay, they're average. I don't think that any team wants to sit there and have their backup quarterback to be a distraction, be it second or third string. If you had Matty Ryan's numbers, if he had Aaron Rodgers' numbers, they would take the distraction. They wouldn't care. Absolutely. But they don't want their backup quarterback to be a distraction. And you're right. He wants to play. He wants to. He wants, he wants to, to start. start now. And God bless him for that. God bless him for that. I think. I. I, I think that people are going to think that he's going to be a backup because of the distraction. He's not going to be a backup because of the distraction. He's going to be a backup because that's what his numbers are showing. Backup. But Red, my problem is, is that he actually feels that he should be a starter based off what? Based off what, Red? Like, is there any openings for a starter for for his caliber? I think everybody says Cleveland. There's 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 teams that can use him. Absolutely, there's as a te- starter, as a starter, Cleveland. Yes. Uh, I I refuse to absolutely say the Jets. I don't want him nowhere near Green. Um, <laughs> he could still start for the 49ers as they bridge their way, which I still believe that he may go. He back. might just end up staying, which possibly could happen. I don't see it. I mean, honestly, right now, you he's better than Brock Osweiler. Like listen, I would wherever Brock Osweiler. You don't like Brock? That's what it is. You know, well, Brock doesn't like Brock. I mean, if Brock <laughs> Brock would never watch tape of himself. Let's just put it like that. If you like Brock Osweiler out there, like you, you eat broccoli with like like mayonnaise. Like you're disgusting. <laughs> like I, 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 I somebody out there is offended by that. Oh, too fucking bad. Get your dumb out your ass. <laughs> but anyways, my thing is, Red. But why is it that that I feel like because he did the kneel, because he took a political stance, and because his name was out there. Let's just say he doesn't take the kneel, right? Let's just say he doesn't even do the kneel at all. Right. And let's just say his name is not even out there. And he has the same exact performance that he had last year. And the 49ers don't. Like, even with all those numbers, he didn't uplift the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, some quarterbacks can have marginal numbers but uplift the team. When he was having lesser numbers, I guess you can put it, or lesser production with the team, he was uplifting the team. He was a dual-threat guy. You, You had to worry about him. The thing is now, if he doesn't take that knee last year and he doesn't have his name and every media outlet possible and everybody talking about it by the water cooler and he still ends up with those same numbers, do you seriously going to sit here and say he's warranted a starting position in the NFL? Absolutely not. I don't I, I, I don't think so. No, not you. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I, I still think that he's still backup material. Good backup material. Absolutely. I, I, material. I think with him, you can absolutely... Honestly, have like a, 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 a gimmick plan, you know what I'm saying? For if, God forbid, your quarterback does go down. But my thing is, is that that's the problem with him being a starter is that you have to honestly sit there and say, I have to change my whole offense for him just so it can benefit him. It's not going to benefit the roster. It's just going to benefit him. He is quite possibly the most enigmated quarterback there is right now. Right. Because he's based off his legs and. And I was about to say, you still have to work. You, you still got to put him in a system that works for yeah, him. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that now he's like, apparently he's like getting skinnier. He's not the muscle guy that we remember. He was like all yeah. over ma- muscle magazines and he's a vegan now. And uh, God bless him. Hey, Arian Foster was a vegan. Arian Foster led a great career. But at some point, things you, you see when, when production changed. You see when, when, when a player just transformed for the better or for the worse. So. Right. I just don't understand why is he still in the news? Like, why is him not being a starter initially? Well, to be honest, uh, I don't get it. Media is putting him in that way, I, and um, and government, but you, you know, uses him as an said, example. Well, he's a lightning rod for it. But Red, you know how you said a distraction? I honestly think that he's not purposely trying to be a distraction. No, but that's the thing I don't understand is that I get it. Like my beef for him is that he feels like he, he should be a starter. I think you should go and back up and win a spot. Right. That's my thing. Be humble. 
about it. Yo, I, just be grateful that you should be on a team. Don't be right. like, I got to start. No, 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 no. That's not the mindset you should have. But these media outlets out here saying, oh, he should be a starter. He should be on X amount of teams. Red, if you put him on a lot of teams that are rebuilding, you, you might just actually fuck up the rebuild. Right. And I, I don't get this. I don't understand. I would take almost all these quarterbacks in the draft over him because well, one of them might bang. Really? Because one of, I, you, I would. And you, you've already said that uh, this this is not a quarterback heavy. It's not. But you know what? If I could get like a Brian Hoyer to back up one of these rookies and then train him for a year, I'd rather that than a year of Colin Kaepernick throwing the ball to, to the ref because he ain't throwing it to my receivers. The grass is getting more receptions than my guys. Mm. And then when you got bad receivers, what are you going to have? Uh, receivers that are going to complain, this, that. Listen, that's he's just not a, a leader, a locker room guy. Like I, even when that's a, you know what, that's probably a good point as well. That that's not being focused on is that he's not that he may lead off the field, but as a field general, he doesn't have that it factor. No, he does that, not. That I could that I could say is true. He, and he was and to be not, honest, yeah. you know, not a lot of quarterbacks in the league do. But you could always, you already could go off the top of your head and off the guys that you could say are, they have that drive to do that. Like, if you honestly see a dude with an afro like he does, you honestly, you're going to think he plays for and one mixtape. <laughs> you're not going to think he's going to lead a men in, in, in the a football field. The no, I see it, a little puffy coming out of <laughs> the back, a little koofy of it. Like, come on, man. That's another thing. Like, I've heard this many times before, and I actually believe this. Quarterbacks are, are 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 such an entity that they have their own profiling. You want your quarterback to kind of present himself in a certain manner, in a certain form. Most quarterbacks that are successful, and this is a study that's been done on Sports Illustrated, are handsome. Like it's straight up, like, they're handsome I men. I don't know. What Terry, you, Terry Bradshaw is an ugly motherfucker. Man. Okay, all right. Terry Bradshaw is an ugly Terry dude, Bradshaw. but uh, t- Tom Brady. Uh, handsome. Oh, but that's that's the no, new. But that's the, the new. Okay, gen. but that's what okay. they did it. The study on now. That's okay. what I'm saying. Tom Brady, okay. handsome. Cam Newton, handsome. Matt okay. Ryan, handsome. Joe Flacco, handsome. We could keep going, bro. Russell, look at look at Russell Wilson pull. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers ain't that that good looking. Look yeah, who's he, look who's on his shoulder. Yeah, who's pretty, on his shoulder? He's got pretty eyes. He's a he's a he's a fly white boy. Let's let's not get it twisted. Eli Manning ain't that good looking. Eli Manning does it like a, a plate of of play doh. Like he looks horrible. Like he got slapped with a shovel. He likes, like he likes a mongoloid Frankenstein. But he looks like something from Real Monsters. Like he looks that <laughs> fucking weird. I get it. But like his brother is not ugly. His brother. Have you seen his potato head? Like his brother. His brother's a handsome white guy. You look at him. The you top see of his power. head looks like a two liter Pepsi. It's all right, like, you. All right, let's go to ugly. You want to go to ugly? The yeah. successful of ugly? Geno Smith's an ugly dude, bro. <laughs> when Colin He's Kaepernick, not though. okay, but when Colin, think about it. All right, here, here go. Here's some acquired freaking taste for you. There when you Colin, go. when Colin Kaepernick was the center of the NFL world, he was all over magazines showing his body, his tattoos, right. his, his his pack of abs, whatever. He didn't have this crazy afro. He was shortcut. He was well kept. He was well spoken. Church guy. He had a profile about him. These quarterbacks have profiles to them, and you want a set of standards. How many times have you seen a meme of Jay Culler smoking a cigarette? None. I've seen it. He looks like he looks like he doesn't care. I've but seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he, he has that that meme where it's like he doesn't care. I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. I just clocked in. Now I'm clocking out. Mentality <laughs> shit. You know. But that's the thing. At one point, Jay Culler was a handsome, well-kept young man for the Broncos. Well, he got married and he don't. No, give yeah, a shit. yeah. Obviously, he doesn't give a shit about a lot of things. We yeah. know that. But uh, let's look at just just look at the list of shitty quarterbacks compared to good quarterbacks. 
if you look at how they're kept and how they're profiled, like I've heard the 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 analogy of a quarterback has to be presidential, and and, and that absorbs success, right? And I I actually agree with that. I mean, have you seen a quarterback for the Jets present himself? Look at look at Fitzpatrick. He looks like a lumberjack. Exactly. A lumberjack. What ends up with a lumberjack? He just stays living in the woods. Nothing happens. <laughs> he eats bark. Like, he eats bark. Like, what, what, what championship mentality you get by looking at a guy like that? You look at him, you think of some overalls from Oshbosh Kabosh. <laughs> All right? Like, there's no suit. Have you ever seen him in a suit? I've never seen that man in a suit. The only thing I've seen him wear is... It's grease on his chin from all that freaking hair. <laughs> it's just the Jets jersey. Dude, that's they, that, I think he just you, bro, wears that all the time. Just the Jets jersey. Ryan Tannehill, you don't like him, but he's a well-kept young man. He'll, right. he'll keep that franchise position just because he's a well-kept young man. I'm telling you, right? It's weird. It's, there's so many like double standards to this that you have to really dig deep and have an open mind about it. The acquired taste of these GMs is ridiculous. And speaking of the acquired taste. You like that, right? Keith is, I, I like how you close that one out. Keep the acquired taste. We have him here. And if, of course, if you enjoy his opinion, he doesn't like that. He really does. He doesn't want you to like his opinion. No, no, like Matt Fan Matt told me some guys didn't like me. I almost literally had like a fucking party here. I was like, I should be that way every freaking time. If you disagree. <laughs> he, en- he enjoys that. Uh-huh. All right. When we come back, um, I'm bringing back a segment where we haven't done in a minute, man. It's uh, this week in sports history. I'm, I actually. Oh, Jesus. One. Yeah. Remember, oh, yeah. God. It's from the Episode early days. three. Don't even look. Back yeah. I got shit. one. I got I got that coming back. And, and as well, uh, talking sports and shit. When we come back, Keith is going to still be here. Yeah, we can't get rid of him yet. He's still in the building. Now, I'm like I'm like that scab on your ass. You know what I'm saying? That you can't scratch, but you, know, you can't find. My, I have it on my leg. You have it on your my leg. leg? Yeah. Nixojima, Nux, whatever that cream is. You know, you can't I, even get rid of Nixojima. me. Nixojima. Nixojima. Is that a college that you don't know about? Like, you can't <laughs> <laughs> what, They beat Kentucky last week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back, y'all. <laughs> This is Zachary Snow representing HRG, and you're listening to TRSF. This week in sports history. I haven't heard that in a while. I know. Bringing back an oldie but goodie since uh, the early days of the regular season sportscast the TRSS. Golden, golden oldie, the golden era, the early <laughs> ages, the, the, the time. Attitude, the attitude era? Yeah, the, the Ed <laughs> Sullivan <me>. days. <laughs> the, the attitude, the Hulkamania days. Oh, uh, we're going back to this week's in sports history, and I actually did some. I did some work on this one. I, I didn't know. Um, right, all right, try I, me out. I, 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 was, I, 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 dug, I dug down for this one. Okay, humor me. I want to see, and, and it ties into. Uh, I want to bring more. Of if a, it's about the NCAA AA crap, whatever, then I just hey, no, 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 no. Turn my mic off. What it is is that I'm trying to bring more of a uh, of a uh, uh, e games type of of. Okay. Um, like section to the show. Okay. So right. I thought maybe this might be an, a little introduction to it. I guess. Okay. So, um, we'll see how I fail. What I found out was, uh, Nick Telepakis, he played 79 hours straight of Miss Pac-Man. 79 hours straight. Oh, he gets a lot of puss. No, actually, that was the last time he was intimate with a woman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I bet her name was Packy. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Man, we talking sports and shit. Going into talking sports and shit. Got something. Listen. Oh, you really threw me off. I really thought you had a good question. Like, that's fucking this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to top it off, your thoughts. Devin Booker dropped a 70 last week. That's dope. That's dope. I'm happy for him. In a losing effort, though, like, is there anything that takes that away from it, though? Nothing but the haircut. 
No, nothing but that. No, I thought it was dope. I, why, why, why did, why did the, why do the Phoenix Suns have to win a game? Doesn't they're trying to lose for the lottery? Go off. Go get your eighty. Go get your ninety. Why not? What's wrong with that? I don't know. I he's a young kid. So what? What's the big deal? Now, since you mentioned that, I've heard individuals say that the Knicks are losing. Uh, they're tanking just for the lottery. Does it even no, matter? No, no, no. The Knicks are tanking because they're tanking. <laughs> They tank, they tank because they're just stupid. That's exactly. They they have no idea what tanking is. They don't even know what they're doing. Does it matter? No. It doesn't even they're matter. They're trying to raise the revenue tax on Madison Square Garden. That's what the prop. Is. Yeah, that's not, that that sounds about right. But yeah, shout out to him, man. Dropping seventy regardless of what it was. He it's was balling, bro. I yeah. saw the highlights. I was like, God damn. Oh my God! Keith doesn't really care about March Madness. No, I actually am very mad at March, though. Why are you mad? Because at it's Ma- been snowing like crazy. That's all. That's, that's, the only, thing that's, that's the only thing you're upset about. Yeah, it's freaking ridiculous, man. Yeah, but even even so, with March Madness coming in, I we we, we were just before we, the mics went on. I I had to say that this is probably the most exciting March Madness that I've seen in a long time because there's only one number one left. Uh, you have made a mention before that you always put Duke straight. Duke or like I will root for my college, Florida, and they were in it. So I watched the Florida game. It was like a crazy ending. But after that, when they got eliminated, I was like, all right, I'm done. Man, yeah, that, that was it. it was pretty, like, that pretty much uh, solidified yeah. your uh, your brackets. Yeah, I was like, you know, I was wait- waiting for Central New York to get into it, and it wasn't happening. You know? so there's a Central New York in it? Uh, yeah, it's called BMCC. Uh, <laughs> but we had um we have like South Carolina, which is like a team that hasn't been in the final. Oregon hasn't been there like almost like 70 something years or something like that. Um, of course, North, North Carolina is, is, is in the mix. You really don't care about this. Like this the, sounds like, like the world series of baseball of college baseball. And then That's of course your like. favorite team in which people are having, Trouble pronouncing is Gonzaga or Gonzaga. I really think that's like a rash that you only get. Yeah, like, you like, have like, to put like, like ointment. Like yeah, ointment honestly, I, you have a Gonzaga on your neck. Like, seriously, <laughs> you got that Gonzaga. Seriously, you might that might scab up. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think that there's something wrong. It's like a, a condition from getting too much sun. So do, do <laughs> out, of, out of these four teams, who do you see winning? The team with the more white guys. Why? Usually college, usually all the white guys win. But Duke is not there anymore. So well, then what's the whitest team left? I think it's Gonzaga. Oh, I want the Rash team. You want the yeah. Rash? You want the team? With yeah, the, the, the team rash? with all the good basketball players is not there no more. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm just gonna say the number one is gonna go through, and North Carolina wins. That's just my take. More but, Jordans for the campus. Although I do want to see uh, Gonzaga, I would like to see them win. Not what because, is honestly, not because of the whole white thing? But. Who names a college Gonzaga? And then the the, the, the it was a it was a pup the 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 mascot's a puppy, right? It's yeah, it's something like that. But what is what is Gonzaga, what is, is Gonzaga a place? I'm not even it's, trying to joke. No, it's it's the name of the school. No, 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 no. You got to get it from. Is, is is there like a guy who made the school? His last name was his name Gonzaga. Is Phil Gonzaga. Oh wow, <laughs> that sounds like a porn name, bro. That sounds like such a porn name. Oh no! No, the Raiders have moved. Oh, yes. They're gone. I'm so they've, happy. They've, uh, the NFL has voted thirty-one to one. Did you do you know the one team that voted against Miami? It? Just know, bitter, just bitterness. Well, actually, what they said was, and they actually made a good point, but I don't know if this if if it is their place, Maddie. But uh, Maddie. what they uh, okay. No, oh, right. excuse yeah. me. I'm sorry. I'm just sending Maddie on a beer run. Uh, Maddie, can you get me a beer, please? I was confused, <laughs> the poor guy. Thank you. Well, because Miami funded their uh, stadium with their uh, fan base, right. they said that uh, Oakland didn't do a, a good enough job to put the money to fund a new stadium from the franchise and the city, and they were tr- they they could have gotten more from the city, and they did not. 
And that was the, their reason for it. But I still don't think that's like a reason for you to vote against something that could even make you money. You know what I'm saying? Like now, here's the question: Do the Oakland do the Oakland fans go with not, the Raiders? Not, are they still fans? I don't see why not because the Raiders are. When you talk about the Raiders, like, like what's the team that moved recently? Uh, the, the, the Rams, uh, the Chargers, the Rams, and the Rams. Like the Rams are not like a prestigious like entity in the NFL. The Raiders are. So yeah, they'll travel. When the Raiders went to New Mexico. The whole stadium was Raiders, you know, in New Mexico and the whole now here's state. A, and now so, here's yeah. the problem. Here's the problem is because they move and um, there's talk that their numbers are going to dwindle at the stadium because they're going to they, be salty fans. They're going to be salty. And they're not going to fund. They're moving. Not they're not going to pay for it. Cool. So they're not going to do it. It's but cool. if, if, if Oakland makes the play, if Oakland has another 12 win season, I guarantee. Of course. I, I think it's all this is all smoke in the air. Oh, but that 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 is also a reason why that in, uh, the move was initiated because the numbers at Oakland have been dwindling recently. Yeah, uh, I heard literally if you walk in, you get hit by a pipe if you're tall enough. Like literally, like no, it's but that not, bad the conditions. The conditions, but not only that, that the numbers of being in attend the attendance numbers were down. Oh well, that's so fine. that helped to initiate it. That's fine. I, listen, once they get to once they get to Vegas, it's a whole another ball game, bro. The NFL changes that day. That day, that September, when that September comes, the NFL is a new NFL. Trust I, me. I still say, I still say, Raider fans, it. you're gonna be salty for a little bit, but you'll be fine. But yeah, you'll be fine. You don't have to be from Oakland to root for the Raiders. Like I said, when the Jets are in their current state, I root for the Raiders. Straight fuck up. you, fuck you, fuck you. Lorenzo Balls, one and done with UCLA. That's it. Uh, there's talks that uh, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, excuse me. Um, okay. I'm sorry. The, They're all, they, their names are horrible. Don't worry. It's no, okay. Right. What is it? Um, LeVar Ball means what? Um, washing balls. Washing balls in Spanish. <laughs> Levando bola. <laughs> Mira, ¿dónde está lavando bola? Diablo. So Lonzo Ball is one and done. Do you think that maybe he probably could have waited until his brother got there? Maybe they could have had like a, a tandem going on for one No, million? because I get it. You, you know, you want to be, he's dedicated to being great at his craft and you want to be on that 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 level where you know you have to be to be great. I mean, we don't want to see Lavar or Lonzo. It's Lonzo, right? We don't want to see Lonzo Ball be the greatest college basketball player. That's not what we want to see. That's probably not what his family wants to see or him. We want to see him on the NBA level, and we want to see him go against like guys like Andrew Wiggins and you know like stuff like that, and see if he is like legit. They compare him to Steph. I, I want to see him go against like Andrew Wiggins. See how good he really is. I, I love Andrew Wiggins, and I think Andrew Wiggins will eat him alive. Does is the is 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 the father hurting his uh his draft pick? Uh, no, uh, his- I think uh, I think at some point his father will have to focus his uh, attention to his younger guys, and I think uh, Lonzo will be his own man, and I think it'll just flow just fine. I don't I don't think it'll be much of a distraction, honestly, at this level. I think it's it's good for the tournament to get viewers in. It got me in. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's it's good for the tournament. He did. A, he's a smart businessman, actually. You can make fun of him all you want, but he knows how to promote his family and his brand. He knows and, what he's as doing. Josie's boy said, "Call me when it's over." dot com. As he's mentioned, he said, "In the building, by the way." In the building, as he said, uh, "It's great father figure." As in what he does for his kids, he's a, he's a black, black father. That's right, great black father. And I think for, that's, for, that's, that's for I kids. think that's that's actually one thing that a lot of people are miss like concepting is that he's a good dad, but he's also a good black dad. And a lot of black families can't really say that. And I think that's a great thing. And a lot of people give him a lot of crap. And I tell you, you know, I well, like him. a lot he's of white family can't say, you hear the story that my, that Maddie said before he got the, the mics went on, his father threw him out the house this morning. He was upset. He had to get his ass to school. You know, wife, white. I wife. refuse to comment on that. 
personally, I'm not trying to get into nobody's family issues or whatever. But no, what believe I, me, Maddie would say it on I, his I, own. I mean, I, I, I would t- put the. <laughs> there you go. You know I'm the, saying the mic would go hot, and Matt, I, I, Matt would say. I'm it. not trying to speak on nobody's other father or anybody's <laughs> behalf, but it's fashion time. MLB, the MLB suspends. Wait, hold on, hold on. Would Maddie? Would Maddie? Will you be the type of nigga to tell you, well, yo, Dad, you should be more like Levar Ball? <laughs> That'd be the day. That'd be the day. Yo, Dad, be more like Levar Ball. Imagine Maddie telling his dad that. <laughs> The MLB suspends you guys, uh, pitcher. Familiar's out for 15 games for the domestic violence. And I don't support the Mexican violence, but there was no proof of it, so they're sucking our dick real hard. Just saying. Yikers. I don't like it. Hello, hello. Wow. He didn't touch the woman. There's no evidence of him touching the woman. Wasn't it, wasn't the charges clear? Like, yeah, he was cleared. And the girl, and the girl said it's all good. The girl was like, yo, we broke up. We're good. It was an argument. It was an argument. Right. So apparently he now, did not lay a finger on her. Well, then uh, she didn't call the cops. It was neighbors. So 15 games was possibly means All he right. would miss. We got we'll we'll, we'll he probably, be fine. Got, Tyler it, Clipper it, will close. Yeah, he games. probably you know there he's got we he's got gonna, Rafael Soriano. We could try him out as a setup guy. We'll be fine. All right. So I love Familia. I don't care. I like Familia. <laughs> <laughs> They're just jerking us right now. Yeah, the playoffs. How about new? Finally, the NFL. I read this article at um, ESPN.com. Uh, there were some thoughts about, you know, possibly changing some rules and the touchback uh, situation. There was an article that was written in which states that maybe, maybe, you know, if they will look into the possibility of adding something to the element in which the kickoffs are uh, uh, placed in certain areas that maybe it'll, it'll bring a certain element to the game. For instance, if you uh, kick off and the ball goes through the uprights, the ball can be placed at the 25. The only reason why they should have approved that, in my opinion, and a friend of mine had a conversation. We had a conversation about that. Is that that's just a cool stat for kickers. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. The more they're involved in the game, I, I get it. Their importance. So that's fine. But I really could care less. I've always been on the record that I, I honestly hate every kicker that ever lived. I don't think there's a you hate every kicker that, that ever lived. lived. I will never trust a kicker in my life to win a game. Give me seven. Jesus Christ. Did, did a kicker take your girl or some shit? Like, what the hell? Would you honestly trust a kicker when the game's on the line? I don't care how good he is. I think everybody plays a role and I think everybody has an importance. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But when you have the would you trust a closer to a fucking baseball game? I think a, a starting pitcher or or relief will be fine. Why give him a role of just see, closer? See, the difference between a pitcher and a kicker, there's a huge difference. You are communicating with the catcher. It's not just a one man show. The, the kicker is literally on a platform by himself. No, because you still have the long snapper and you still have the holder. That, okay, that can... so, okay, so, so granted, he has that, right? right. Granted, he has that. But a pitcher can mess up and the catcher can hold them down. Those guys can be picture perfect, picture perfect. And the kicker will shank it. They'll fall. I just don't, I don't trust. Well, them. the same thing can happen with like a, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't. They, first of I all, think, I, just I feel think like you really, a, a I'm high sorry. School, a kicker I'm, took I'm, your shorty? I don't, I, that'd be the day, bro. That'd be the day, bro. 
I'm 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 only a hypocrite in the sense that I will sign up to be a kicker because they pay really well. But other than that, not I think everybody does play a purpose. But I also feel like I'm plus I'm, the kicker can play until he's like 67, like, which is which is which is which is, which is it's such a self. Uh, that's just so I don't know. Like like Sebastian Jaronowski. I feel he's like, like he's been he's I, like he's like 88 years old. He's still I, I, I've always ball. been against. I've always been against field goals. I've always been against kickers. I feel like. Football players should be on the football field. A kicker is not a football player. <laughs> he is a kicker. I'm sorry. And I love soccer, but that is his is sport. Punting, is punting, are punters good? Are we allowed to keep a punter? I like punting because it determines the field of play. That's fine. You start a, a, a drive because of where the punter puts you. That's fine. But the punter doesn't put points on the board. The kicker, uh, or 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 not even no 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 a punter doesn't even take away points from the board which a kicker does. Remember when the, the it was a year ago <laughs> that the Buccaneers drafted a kicker in the third round to what miss kicks. <laughs> and, and on top of that, his last he was Spanish, Roberto Aguirre. You know how depressing was, it is for uh, me to so, see what's that. What's his Sebastian Janikowski? Janikowski. Janikowski. Yeah. Right? He was the first, the only kicker in history to be drafted in the first in round. in the first round. Yeah, God bless That's, his soul. Wow, you're you're literally probably skinnier than him, honestly. <laughs> You're, you're that's like a fantasy football pick. I'm taking the kicker in the first round. Like literally. <laughs> I think kickers, I don't know. You know, there there was a rule change though that very it upset me a very a great deal, actually. Which they, was uh, you cannot jump over the line during the field goals now. And I right. felt like what, what what upset me personally the most on that, because they first of all, they tried the NFL's full so full of it. They're just full of it because they absolutely go the route where it's least explained, which is, oh, it's a safety issue. First of all, everything happening on a football field it's the safety is a safety issue. issue. Right. Don't give me that BS like right. holding. Oh, holding's call on every play. Well, you don't do that because obviously you don't want to mess up the game. Right. So the thing that gets me upset, quiet taste moment. The thing that gets me really upset <laughs> right now is that you got you got you got to tell you're going to tell me that that is a. a a guy jumping over another huge. First of all, first of all, there's literally like five people on the on earth who can do that. Let alone in the NFL, okay, who can jump over like a line of human beings and then to to block it. Josie's boy, the only bo- person I could think of right now who can do that. And I'm literally telling you right now that that is a fact. And is he, that not a fact? And he, and he does it from the he does it from the linebacker position. And he does it with a paintbrush in his hand. Yeah, he does like, it from the linebacker let's, position. Let's not get it twisted. But let, yeah. seriously though. The thing that kills me is that the fact that not many people can do this 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 this, this thing that 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 you can jump over just the 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 line like that. It, it, it not many humans can pull this off. It's it's something of value. Like you, like we have to you have to scheme against that. I and I said that I said I think that there's a way that we need to let a man go in motion if 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 a, uh, a, if, a, right. if, a, if special teams are assuming or they're guessing that this is going to occur that. The refs, the game should allow a man to go in motion to the block against that. I, I, I think, I, I don't know. I, I think they, they, they made that rule because there was a tie that, that occurred because Bobby Wagner did that against, uh, the, the Cardinals and, and it resulted in a tie. Right. And I think they don't want ties. I get it, but. I was amazed by that game. That was a tie game. I think it was like a nine nine game, and I loved every second of that. And game. And like you said, there's no, you've not there's heard that, there has not been an injury from an injury from me. Yeah. You know, I've seen Jamie Collins legit lift his body and 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 clear the line with with a good enough space. Like there, you need a true athlete to pull that off. No, no, it, it's definitely true because. Like you said, there's not a there's not a lot of people. In no, the league that can do and I don't think that's something that needed to be changed. Like my thing is, I've always said this. Holding should not be a first automatic first. Holding should holding should be a replay of down. 
Right. There's no need to give them four sets of downs because a guy three three miles away from the play grabs somebody's jersey. Right. There's no sense in that, right. bro. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. That's one thing I hate. How you doing? How you doing? All right. That's going to close out talking sports and shit. Got to say that this is a big, big episode. Guys, be sure you check us out on all social media outlets. But before I do that, Keith, let them know where they can get you at, man. Uh, kicking it with Keith. That's the IG. You feel me? Uh, that's pretty much it. I don't really have anything else. <laughs> uh, I mean, my MySpace is floating around somewhere. Might want to find out. I opened that. up mine recently. Oh, it was oh, an yeah? embarrassment. How was that? Oh, Jesus. Embarrassment. It was like opening up a time capsule of just I would love to see it. my Skonex straight up. Yeah? Yeah. I, man, I had... A Sean John do rags, bro. Back then, I would love like seriously. Must. That I is embarrassing, bro. I gotta see that. And I, I took like a profile pic with two fingers at the end of the logo, like this. By the way, I meant to tell you. I'm talking about your look now. You got a good look going on, Maddie. Does he have like a Bobby Roode look going on right now? Bobby, like, <laughs> we got that. They got the Puerto Rican Bobby Rude going on. I fucks with that. Speaking of Bobby Rude, TurboCoTabloid.com. Make sure you check us out there. Yo, yo, check us out. You got a, you got a beautiful light, light skinned young man in that, in that regard, which is Met Fan Matt. Show that boy some light skin. He's, he's fair skin. <laughs> he's almost see through. Team, <laughs> team blind ya. You can, <laughs> you can, you can almost see his heartbeat. Like, <laughs> uh, team make, Chalk. Make sure you check us out on all media outlets, Facebook. Regular Season Sportscast on the like and group page as well as on Instagram at Regular Season Sports. Check us out on the Twitter at AllWJSanty as well as on YouTube, the Regular Season Sportscast. Guys, got the Keith in the building. The Everybody else, taste, RageWorks.net. I'm saying, the Acquired Taste. It's, you know, you, everything. Everything yeah, is man. all under one umbrella at RageWorks.net, man. Shout out to Sean Merriman, man. The guy was in the, yo, he's Lights out. on this, on yo, this episode. Sean, yo, straight up, Sean. Yeah, I, I, I don't even I know. I mean, how, I was it? how was it? I, I, I just want to know how Sean feels being interviewed by me. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, he must go to sleep at night real happy that he I got. Like, a, well, I got interviewed by Keith. Yo, straight up, I, I got a taste of that quiet taste. Although I took, a, I, although I took an hour to call, but like, I mean, lights was out almost. You feel me? <laughs> I, I wanted to kill it. Keith. I wanted to kill. <laughs> there was Yo, nothing wrong. There was we literally. You got to wait on greatness, don't we, Tony? Check him out. At, there we go. At Sean Merriman on Twitter, <laughs> at Sean Merriman on Instagram, and make sure you check them out at the NASCAR Star Car Series, number 36 car, lightsout.com, clothing line. Make sure you check them out there. And uh, yeah, man, I I, I got to go. Else. I got I got stuff to Just do. Just check us out at everything TRSS. Where we on there, man? Listen, I'm not best for business. I'm best for everybody. I'm the king of talk style. And catch you on the rebound, man. Squash. You know, Maddie, the regular season sportscast. Sports Keys.